Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Today's podcast is sponsored by SLI Systems, providers of intelligent site search and navigation solutions. Learn more at sli-systems.com and listen to their interviews at ecommercepodcast.com. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations, a weekly podcast focusing on e-commerce topics featuring interviews with prominent people in the e-commerce space. Welcome to another edition of E-Commerce Conversations by Practical E-Commerce. My name is Kerry Murdoch and I'm the publisher of Practical E-Commerce. We're joined today by Michael Schatz. Michael is the author and publisher of a new booklet that could be helpful to e-commerce merchants having to do with credit card processing. The booklet is called The Merchant's Guide and Michael, thank you for joining us today. Hi, uh, thank you Kerry. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, we're here today to talk about credit card processing, uh, why it's so confusing for merchants, some other ideas that you have that could help merchants on credit card processing, e-commerce merchants. The first question I have for you today is, why is it so confusing for merchants? Well, credit card processing um, is inherently complex. It's a complex system. It's a system that includes vast numbers of players and fees. Um, It's just inherently fragmented in a confusing market. Um, You can just... Uh, take a look at the number of players um, in a potential transaction. You have the actual associations, let's say Visa and MasterCard, the card issuing banks where the, the, where the folks that, that purchased the merchant's products uh, got their cards from, um, the payment processors, uh, ISOs, agents, um, IPSPs, Internet payment service providers, the folks that actually service the merchant, um, merchant banks. Uh, then you take a look at the fees. Um, they're also very confusing. You have interchange, which goes to the card issuing banks, assessments, which actually goes to the associations, and processing fees, which goes to all the other players, whichever ones happen to be involved in the transaction, and and there can be any number of them involved in the transaction. What helps this confusion is that competition amongst the processors, the ISOs, the agents, and and a lot of the people involved is what I consider to be quite fierce. I mean, just go on the web and do a search for merchant account, and you'll see. Um, So merchants are constantly being bombarded with offers. Uh, most of which are uh, in different forms and nearly impossible to compare. Um, they're all uh, provided with pricing in the usually uh, in a traditional form called a discount. And I don't know why they call it a discount. It makes it sound like they're getting something back, but they're actually getting something taken away. It would be difficult to tell uh, what constituent fees are included in the discount. And there are often fees on top of the discount, like authorization fees and uh, other types of uh, ancillary fees. And it's just very confusing and uh, I suppose I've confused your your listeners even a little bit more. Well, all of the parties involved, I think that's that certainly seems to contribute to the confusion. You you mentioned interchange. That's a term we've we've heard before. Tell our listeners what interchange is. 
from my perspective and from the merchant's perspective, interchange is really at the crux of all the fees. And I say at the crux is because it's the largest fee uh, that typically applies to all merchant transactions. Interchange actually applies to the two largest credit card brands in the U.S., Visa and MasterCard, you know, the two most common forms of plastic payment here. Um, up until fall of 2006, they were ostensibly confidential. Um, you couldn't find out what the interchange rates were. So you have all these merchants with discounts and all these other types of, of fees, and they couldn't really tell out what their base costs were. Uh, then in 2006, uh, the associations actually published the interchange rates. That was really, really good for the merchants. Um, interchange itself goes through Visa and MasterCard, and, and a lot of people don't know this, back to the card-issuing bank. Um, for the uh, you know person that purchased something from the merchant to reimburse the card issuing bank from that for that grace period uh, that the bank gives the the cardholder to pay their bill. Lately, um, some of that interchange actually goes back to the consumers in the form of a reward if they happen to pay with a rewards card. So there's this trend for merchants to see higher interchange because that money is being taken from the merchant and given back to the consumer as a reward, and, and that is kind of logical. Um, interchange is usually concluded, uh, included in the discounts paid by most merchants, and interchange rates are, themselves are often subject to downgrading um, if not all of the right qualifications are met. So it's really, you know, to sum up, it's the, it's the biggest portion of the fees merchants pay. Uh, and they're very confusing. There's over 350 different interchange rates, only a handful of which apply to e-commerce merchants, and it's just hard for them to sort through it. Say a merchant's credit card fees are, say, to pick a number, 2.5%. How much of that typically would be interchange? Um, I would say let's roughly say about 2% would be interchange, 0.1% would be what are called assessments, and the rest would be for the rest of the players involved, the processors or independent sales organizations or whoever else is involved in the transaction. For a merchant to be listening to this uh, and to decide on, say, who their merchant account provider should be, perhaps who their gateway should be, what are the biggest mistakes that you typically see merchants make as they walk through that decision? The biggest mistake I've seen, and I, unfortunately I've seen it quite a bit, is they make the mistake of simply choosing to go with the lowest rate, regardless of who the offer is, for, uh, is from. And for right or for wrong, merchants don't perform enough due diligence surrounding the vendor, uh, the form of the discount they've been offered, uh, the potential for those discounts to be what we call downgraded or reduced because they don't do, uh, or increased rather. Uh, because they don't do uh, things correct, uh, ancillary fees. And I also think that a lot of merchants don't do a lot to help themselves. Um, there are ways that merchants can lower their own interchange rates by doing certain things like AVS, uh, address verification, checking uh, when they submit their, their credit card transactions. There are actually a great number of things merchants can do to, to keep those things low that they don't do. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of e-commerce merchants simply have a limited choice of vendors. Um, so. The second point that I made about them them doing the things that are important, the merchants doing the things that are important um, to get their interchange rates low is is very very poignant. Um, if you if you're happening to be a small uh, merchant, likely you're going with some kind of hosting vendor, and that hosting vendor uh, vendor offers only a couple of payment choices, so you're stuck with you know with a couple. You make what you think is the best choice, and then it's your job to optimize that. One question we've heard. Uh changing directions a little bit here, one questions we heard has to do with the percentage that merchants pay regardless of the size of the transaction. So that if a merchant sells an item to a consumer that costs a dollar 
and if uh, another merchant sells an item to a consumer that costs say ten thousand dollars each of those merchants will pay the same percentage on a credit card fee is that true the inter- just to, to let merchants know the interchange rates and assessments themselves are non-negotiable they're legislated by the associations and agreed to by the merchant when they sign their merchant agreement so it could be the same merchant or it could be different merchants the, what the fee that they pay the interchange rate they pay is is based on what's called an MCC or a merchant classification code um, in my experience you know, having, uh, you know, this kind of disparity in, you know, sales prices is rare between one product, let's say, but it does, ha- it does happen. If the two items happen to be the same type of product sold by the same merchant, uh, then the tribute kind of has to be paid. Um, so it's very, very product determinant. You know, the, the real, you know, the real, the real cases, um, you know, is the case where you, that I just mentioned where you have one merchant that has this disparity in pricing, and this I have seen quite a bit. If you um, did have a product type with a much higher price than your normal product set, kind of the only way you could get around it, and, it, and it's not even getting around it, and that is literally to set up a separate a merchant account under a separate company to sell the product separately. And that's the kind of legitimate way to do it through Visa and MasterCard. Before you do that, you still have to check out if there's an MCC that will give you a lower fee. So are the interchange percentages, the interchange rates, are they consistent? regardless of the size of the purchase by the consumer. In the example that I just gave, if a merchant sells an item for a dollar and the same merchant sells an item for, say, $10,000 in that example, will they pay the same percentage for each of those? It's totally product-driven. Um, the answer to that is no. Um, it all depends. Not It doesn't depend on the value. Uh, when we're talking about the interchange portion, that is, um, it doesn't matter necessarily what the value of the product it is. It is actually how the merchant itself is classified. So if you're selling airline tickets, for instance, um, you know you're classified as an as an airline, and you're going to pay a certain interchange rate. If you're uh, classified as you know as a direct marketing merchant, for instance, it sells subscriptions. That's the that's how you're going to be classified. And you're going to you're going to pay one rate. Now that only applies to interchange, which happens to be the biggest portion. If the other fees um, are negotiable, um, earlier I had mentioned that interchange rates and assessments are not negotiable. Uh, but the other fees that you pay, that merchants pay to the payment processors and any other parties that are involved are negotiable, and they may be able to get some kind of relief on fees uh, based on products that have prices that have great price disparity. So really, that the size doesn't matter in this case. It's what it is. You've written a new guide that I alluded to earlier that can help merchants sort all this out, that can help merchants understand the credit card process more and how they can uh, save money, perhaps, in that process. Uh, Could you tell us about your new guide? Sure, I'd love to. Um, It's a guide that simplifies the interchange rates published by the associations. And here I have to say that I, I think it was a good thing that, that the associations did. Um, it showed real uh, or at least relative sincerity and openness and letting the merchants see what their you know, base rates were. I mean, all merchant fees are based on the interchange rates published by the card associations. It just turns out what the associations published happened to be very complex, and they also happened to cover every type of merchant in one document. I think I mentioned earlier there are over 350 interchange rates, and for e-commerce merchants, there are only a handful that apply. 
So uh, the book helps to simplify that down. And in fact, we had, I don't think we deal, um, you know, uh, probably with more than 20 uh, interchange rates, depending on the types of merchants that you happen to be. Um, it provides an overview of the different credit card systems for kind of beginners and the fundamental concepts behind uh, merchant discounts. Um, it shows us the actual interchange rates commonly applicable to direct merchants, and this could be people selling stuff on the web. It could be catalogers, people uh, that are basically doing card not present uh, transaction. Uh, it even gets a bit deep and shows us the mathematical relationships that make it possible for merchants to understand the impact of interchange on product pricing and other marketing-related decisions. This is important for things like uh, micropayments, things that have very low uh, fees. It's important for uh, things like subscriptions, um, and clubs and, uh, the, you know, things that have continuity program aspects to it. Um, we get a little bit deep into the math that help the merchants pull apart the discount rates and the fees that they're being charged into their constituent parts and, and help them begin to see who is getting paid and what are, you know, what those people are getting paid. And um, finally, it presents the operational requirements for obtaining the best possible interchange rates based on the guidelines established by the associations. So earlier I talked about, you know, teaching merchants how to help themselves. There's a lot of operational things that merchants need to know in order to get better rates. And if they do these things, they can really, really lower their rates significantly. So what is the price of the book, and how can a merchant, uh, where can a merchant go to acquire it? Um, the book itself for a softbound version is $179 uh, each. Um, you can get them right from the web uh, by going to themerchantsguide.com, and that's all one word, www.themerchantsguide.com, and uh, it's all pretty self-explanatory. Um, there are discounts for quantities. Um, we have customers that buy uh, licenses to train groups of people, so the price goes down from there. Well, we've just got a minute or so left. Michael, I want to thank you for your time. Uh, the, our last question for you is, do you have anything else that you'd like to offer to our listeners? Our listeners are... Of course, e-commerce merchants. Anything else on your mind re relative to credit card fees that you'd like to say to them? Um, well, sure. I'm, I'm also a, a, a small merchant, as everybody's probably guessed by now. Um, and as much as I would like to be selling my books, um, I think that payment processing may be one of the smaller problems you know, that the e-commerce e merchant faces today. I don't think it usually comes into play uh, until you've got a business that's doing more than half a million dollars a year. Um, at any size, uh, you know, I would do some real simple math and kind of just take a look and divide your total processing costs and divide that by your total sales. And if that number is greater than 4%, then you should probably need to look at it a little bit more because that, that's a bit high. If you need help doing this type of investigation, there are companies like the Merchant's Guide, uh, that's us, that will also do an independent payment operations audit. In the scheme of things, um, they're very, very inexpensive. Um, and in my opinion, merchants processing over a million dollars a year should get one done every year. Just to let your listeners know, a lot of payment processors will offer free analyses that are similar to the audits that we do, um, and some of them are actually pretty good. You just need to remember that they're vying for your business, so there is some type of an agenda there. Okay. Well, Michael Schatz, author and publisher of The Merchant's Guide, we thank you for your time today, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you, Kerry. That's all the time we have for this week's e-commerce conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Please tune in next week for another new episode.